Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Robert Luke, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. I want to begin this week with a bit of updates from new technologies, specifically that of Desinus. Desinus is working on a hypersonic cargo aircraft that plans to deliver hyper-express cargo deliveries all over the world within two hours. The aircraft should promise to cruise at around Mach 13 up into orbit uh, on a hypersonic cruise rate. That company tested their new Iger drone earlier in April. That test wasn't exactly what Destinus had hoped for, but they were able to collect some key data from that flight, which promises major developments in their studies ahead. At the end of May, the company announced that they would be moving to Spain as one of Spain's former astronauts joined their board. That's not the only big news for tech and air cargo. This week on the podcast, we're joined by Kelly Schro, the associate editor of our sister publication, Air Cargo World. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us this week. You had a big conference, didn't you? Hi, thank you so much for having me too. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, we had our inaugural Air Cargo Tech Summit uh, this past Monday and Tuesday um, live in Miami, which was really fun because this is Air Cargo World's kind of first um, event, especially uh, one that's technology focused. So um, it went really well. Uh, I'm a bit biased, but I did have so much fun. It was a really, it was a blast. Um, I met so many new people. Uh, we had a really great mix of, you know, startups, boarders, carriers, um, and kind of everyone in between there. And also it was so great to uh, see women in attendance there too, especially in such a male dominated industry. I um, lovely ladies from Renus Logistics and also Southwest, for example, and we also had some really insightful and thoughtful uh, female panelists, and hopefully next year we will have even more um, female panelists. And I was really excited because we had really great audience engagement. I'm specifically thinking about all of the questions that our audience sent in throughout our panels. Um, it, to me, it just kind of showed that everyone is super curious and wanting to learn um, and I also thought there was a really nice emphasis on kind of collaboration. Um, I'm thinking specifically about our sustainability panel, which had two forwarders, a carrier and a ground handler. And it kind of, you know, I'm just kind of showed that uh, a lot of the things that we face in the industry is we are going to achieve through collaboration. Um, so it's interesting to kind of see um, how that's working and kind of like the intersection of topics and efforts and whatnot. So yeah, I thought it was great. It really reflected just how excited everyone is for this digital transformation we're seeing in the industry. That's really exciting to hear, Kelly. And uh, we we absolutely love to hear about successful conferences. Um, besides collaboration, what do you think were the biggest takeaways from the Tech Summit in Miami? Um, I think I think that we're entering into this era of efficiency, I guess, so to speak. Um, there was a lot of discussions on, you know, needed solutions, current solutions, and kind of what isn't working. So I think it was interesting to kind of see how the different pieces of supply chain and air cargo um, industry is really kind of examining kind of what needs to be done, especially in this like tumultuous, I guess, market that we have right now. Um, for example, 
uh, we had a panel on kind of ULD technology and one of the panelists, uh, Edip, he had mentioned that he would like to see ground handler centric solutions regarding ULD uh, technology just because it makes it easier to adopt um, instead of like a very complicated, uh, I don't know, solution. So, and we also talked about kind of how drone operations are impacting the industry um, and uh, what's happening to uh, promote safety when it, in regards to dangerous goods, what's happening in geolocation technology. So I think it's just interesting because the industry has really taken these kind of hard last two years, very challenging last two years, and are really looking forward to making everything more efficient um, using technology. So I think people are looking forward to working smarter and not harder. Um, but yeah. You kind of touched on it a little there. Um, I know it's it's been a wild and dramatic last two years, and even more so last six months. Did you get a sense of the attitude or market attitude there um, as far as how the industry will progress? I mean, it's everyone kind of knows it's going to be a rough year. Um, just especially with, you know, the Russian sanctions and what's happening uh, between Russia and Ukraine right now. And also um, just kind of the backlog that's come up as a result of all of the Shanghai closures. Um, so it is going to be pretty rough, but I think that the last two years have really prepared the industry for kind of whatever is coming at them. You know, we see a lot of forwarders and carriers kind of bolstering their networks, trying to add capacity through new freighters or new charter networks, new collaborations. Um, so I really, while, you know, it is something to, you know, kind of be worried about or at least be concerned about, I really do think that we are prepared to kind of, or we, the industry is, uh, prepared to kind of take on whatever is thrown at them, um, especially as they continue to like harness digitalization efforts and transformations to really streamline processes and kind of create better, visibility of what's happening because that that also was a really big issue in the past couple of years or just you know lack of visibility because there's just so much chaos so hopefully with all of these new solutions it'll just kind of streamline that process that's that's fantastic to hear and you you brought up um russia and ukraine um uh, so i i quickly want to mention one of my highlights for this week was at this at the start of june we saw a ukrainian registered illusion cargo aircraft delivering rocket engines uh to french guinea um and I, i'm i'm thrilled to see those types of operations but very encouraging news um, from Miami, uh, and uh, you did a fantastic job. I want to encourage all of our listeners to check out Air Cargo World, our sister publication, to hear more about the Air Cargo Tech Summit uh, in Miami. Kelly, thank you for joining us. Next, I want to turn to Robert Luke. We had some 737 updates this week, didn't we? Yes. Thank you very much. Great job, Kel. Thanks for providing such insightful information. This week has been very, very busy with a lot of different transactions. But as you indicated, the highlighted key uh, movements this week was the uh, 737-800s. Uh, we had two of them that were actually ferried to South Korea to the only narrow body operators in the country. And uh, Macaray Air Finance launched its first uh, 737 AEI conversion and ferried it over to uh, Incheon, where it is expected to be placed with Air Incheon for operation 
operations, and this will be the fourth 737-800 AEI conversion that will operate with the carrier. Uh, in addition to that, Aviator Capital launched their first 737-800 conversion, which happens to be the first Boeing conversion, uh, 737 next-gen that will operate within the country. Uh, unit 30694, which is an X-Jet Connect, is um, expected to be leased to Jeju Air, the uh, first aircraft for the operator and the second narrow body operator within the country. So those were two key milestones that I felt needed to be addressed this week that were very important to the movement of freighter transactions in that region. So we look forward to continued growth over there, but these were definitely some milestone accomplishments for the South Korea nation. Um, that's pretty much all I have to cover this week since we had such great news coming from the air cargo world our sister publication side with their recent event taking place this week. So I'll hand it back over to you, Drew, so we can continue on. Thanks. <laughs> well, actually, that's all the time we have left for today. So I want to say thank you to those tuning in. If you're interested in more multimedia contact like this, please visit us at CargoFacts.com or type in CargoFacts Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you.